What's going on, everybody? This is Ezra McNeil, and this is another episode of Real Talk with Ezra. First of all, Happy New Year, guys. Um, we had an episode yesterday talking about, um, you know, manifesting our goals and our dreams uh, in this new year or in this new decade. And one of the episodes, well, this episode in particular, I really want everybody this year to really manifest their, their goals involving money and a great friend of mine, Ms. Deidre Goldburn, who is the financial advisor, one of the financial advisors of Northern Northwestern Mutual, who, what, your top 10 now? Of, yeah. <laughs> top 10 of what? In the East, uh, uh, one of the top women in the company, stuff like that. And you're only how old? 24. Making it in a uh, big company like that. Yeah. When you're good at what you do, man, it goes, it goes a long way. That's a fact. And she's a close friend of mine, too, because uh, we actually went to Westbury High School together. Shout um, out to Westbury. Shout out to big ups to Westbury, um, and you graduated when I was coming in, mm-hmm. and then I always followed you because you're like a, like a. She calls me her son sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple kids, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're you're a good son. You're like the you're like the golden child. I, I try to be. I try to be. Thanks. Um, but in your field, well, first of all, I want to talk about generational wealth. Um, it seems like, uh, the 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 latter part of 2019 and definitely, you know, the beginning of this year, everybody's talking about, you know, trying to make income for themselves, uh, especially in the black community without mm-hmm. generation. Yeah. Um, and is, you know, finding different ways, trying to make money, regardless if it's Forex, um, real estate, people are, are just trying to make money for themselves and for their children and their children's children. Yeah. And with you being in the um, occupation that you're in, you're one of the gatekeepers. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So, oh, so generational wealth is an interesting thing, right? And, you know, most people probably would say, okay, I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to live better than my parents. Uh-huh. And the important part about things being generationally is that you have to look at it from a perspective of trauma. You have to look at a perspective of access. You have to look mm-hmm. at a perspective of opportunity. Right. So a lot of black people now at this age, they're looking at themselves saying, okay, I see the current status of my parents, black people that I know, and I see the current status of potentially white people or any other people of color that are not black that are a bit more well off. And they're saying, I want to attain the same sort of things. But the bit of the struggle is the fact that there are certain things that obviously oppress us in society. Mm -hmm. And those things that oppress us sometimes make us feel that, you know, we have to kind of like do every single thing that we possibly can Mm -hmm. to try and build wealth. And as I think we should, but we have to make sure that the ways that we're going about building any sort of wealth is one, it has to be advantageous. Two, it has to be, you know, time is a matter in it. And mm-hmm. also it just has to be fruitful for not only us, it has to be fruitful for, let's say, our families, right. our children. And that's where the, the coin, I guess, generational sort of comes, comes in. Because yeah. we just want it, we want it for more than ourselves. It's just a little harder sometimes to obtain mm-hmm. knowing the substance, substances, not substances, the obstacles that are in the way right. and all i hope is that whatever wealth building process we're doing are taking that we want for ourselves and our family that we're just mindful that wealth takes a minute to build absolutely you know there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy rich is very fast you know income mm-hmm. of money that's normally not managed well right wealth is your income is not exceeding no your income is exceeding your expenses and you're saving it and putting it in the right places for it to grow right yeah. That's it. Well, that's what's up. Well, let's let's dig more into it. Especially you were talking about trauma. And you're just talking about uh, about you know us as a race handling money. Mm-hmm. As it seems, it's like. Uh, and I was watching um uh, the Breakfast Club the other day when uh, Claude Anderson was on there, and uh, one of the things that he was talking about, especially with black people, is that we oftentimes don't have all the resources mm-hmm. for us to even you know have invest in things or even make things grow. So let's talk about, you know, from a historical standpoint on like where this trauma or the the lack of resources or, you know, us trying to, whenever we do get money, we use it wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. So, for example, there are about, within my company, I would say about 7,000 or so mm-hmm. advisors in the entire nation. Okay. Right? And there are advisors for the company, so on and so forth. Um... I would say for the black advisors, there are around 300, 400 of us. Mm. 
out of black women were in the 40s. Okay. And in the metropolitan New York City area, there's one. It's me. Wow. Right? So, if you think about it, you know, most likely... You know how people say black-on-black crime is a thing? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not. But it's more of the (laughs) fact of, like, you are most likely going to communicate with people in close proximity to you. Mm -hmm. So if me, as the... And then there are other black men and diary advisors in the company. But me as a black woman, if there's only me, right? Most of the times, people, black women, are going to talk to other black women about money. Right. And if people are not having the conversations with us... It's just not happening. There's books you can read on um, online or from stores, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of access to information. You know, there's Susie Orman. Like a lot of people have read a lot of different books on wealth, but I think it's very important that when you're dealing with anything, mm-hmm. you should always go to a professional. Very true. For example, if you go to the gym and you, it's 2020, everybody want to get their body rights. What are you going to do? Go to a trainer. You go to a trainer, right? There's a reason why that we're licensed and we're able to kind of provide information necessary is because you could definitely, let's say, go into Forex or do different real estate and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, your profit always needs to be larger than your loss. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times in our community, we're idea of profit is not it's not always kind of maintaining or keeping the money that we have. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's, let's say, spending it on Gucci or Balenciaga or uh, a couple other brands. And I do think that we should be in a position that we should be able to treat ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it sort of emulates what we may see in other communities. But what other communities have that we don't have is also a large access to wealth. Right. So it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses. But like when you keep up or you're trying to keep up, you always can sometimes fall short. So building a steady foundation is the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. And you know, if we can spend a hundred dollars eating out at Claudette's, we can potentially put a hundred dollars into a Roth IRA. Right. You know, and that's how we want to start to look at profits. That's how we want to start to look at some of our spending habits because in our communities I want us to be able to buy whatever the hell we want. Anytime, any day, I don't give a damn. Right. But in the same breath, I want us to also be saving and spending that same amount. And being able to buy it and then not being like, oh, man, do I should I return this? Right. Feeling the pinch of it later. Right. Uh, also, I think is like the and he was also talking about how blacks nowadays like really don't have the sense of community. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. Um, I think, you know, black people, there's a lot of different communities. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of diaspora groups and there's a lot of ways that we've handled things differently. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, me and you, we're two different people. We may handle things differently. We may go about things differently. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that's universal is that we're black. Right. So that's the community and linking bond. Now, are all kinfolk, kinfolk? No. Some black people, they don't have the agenda of black people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also interesting to look at us as a community and how we've always kind of been mindful of our money. So a lot of the times in like the Nigerian and sometimes West, uh, West Indian community, they have things like Susu mm-hmm. and Susu is when like you give 200, a hundred dollars to like, and so your grandma and she puts a hundred dollars away every right. single month. Right. And I think it goes for about a period of six months mm. In six months you get that money back. Mm. So it's not something we would consider like, okay, just put it in a traditional savings account. Right. As African Americans, we put it in your savings account, go about it. But then it's a, for them, it's a cultural thing. True. So it's different. Different communities. Right. Same thing though. Gotcha. Gotcha. But that's some good stuff. So let's, let's dig into the gyms because I know a lot of people are in 2020, like want to save their money mm. and they, they want to build it. They want for it to grow. Cause I know me, like I, I made a declaration that my account will never be in the negatives again, like, at all. So what are, the, I guess, some tips that even you do or you tell your uh, some of your clients on how to save money the, the best way you can? The basis of all financial planning, all savings, anything, is monitoring and managing the money that you have. Mm-hmm. So regardless, let's say if I make $100, right? If I buy something that's $130, I'm obviously over budget. I'm obviously not managing my money, mm-hmm. right? But let's say I have $100, and I know that, you know, I have a bill that's coming out. It's going to be 30 I have 70 so on and so forth. You know, 
me making sure that I'm not going over and then not also going to a point that I'm left with nothing right. is something you got to be mindful of. So when I'm talking to anybody about any money management, there's three things I always say. There's the 60-20-20 rule mm-hmm. and there's the plan, protect, and invest. 60-20-20 is that 60% of your income, all the money that you get paid from, I don't care if you do freelance, I don't care if you get real estate, I don't care if you have a salary job, mm-hmm. 60% of it should be going towards your fixed expenses. Okay. And fixed expenses is bills, it's this, it's that, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, right? 20%, regardless of the day, I don't care how much you got going on, 20% should always go into savings. Why? Because what other available source of income do you have outside right. of your savings? Right. The last 20%, it depends. Some people put it towards discretionary income. Some people put it towards their goals and investments. I think that 20% of your income should be going towards your goals and investments. Right. Um, and I do think that you know you can flip-flop that from time to time because if you're saving and you're paying your bills, you're good. Right. But I want people to make sure that you know as much as they're putting time into having fun, you have to put time into investing in yourself. And that's not just, let's say, looking at property or just doing any sort of investment. It could be you're going to therapy. Mm-hmm. It could be something as simple as you hired a personal trainer. Those are investments in yourself in that yourself. you need. And without it, you know, you'll never get to that sort of point that you need to in life because at the end of the day, you have to seek better and you have to seek professionals to get to those sort of levels. Right. Um, the other area is the plan, protect, and invest. So once you've kind of got a hold of like managing your money, potentially budgeting, making sure you don't go over budget, you should then put in a place, a plan to say, in three years, this is where I want to be financially. Mm-hmm. This is how I want my credit score to look like. This is, you know, I want to be on the steps to potentially move out or buy a home. Mm-hmm. Fine. The plan is something you can follow. It shows you what you need to do. Yeah, I do financial plans all the time. I run a financial plan for myself every quarter or anytime I have like a change in any of my finances because I need to make sure that my goals will always align with my current situation. Right. The next step. I would say is you need to protect all of those assets, you know, and protecting it is it could be something like saving. It could be something like making sure that you have good benefits at work that allow you to make sure that if you get injured or something happens, you're Mm -hmm. good. And it could just be making sure that you, you know, you have the necessities. And I think the necessities would be like disability income insurance Mm -hmm. and life insurance. Mm -hmm. Those two major Major, you can't really kind of function without either of them because if you become disabled, how are you bringing in a check? Right. And if you lose your life, all that generational wealth you talk about building with your family is out the door. Right. And then the last thing is invest. Invest in whatever the hell you want. I don't care. <laughs> Make smart investments, though. Right. Um, and smart investments is hard, but it's like then you talk to somebody that knows how to do them. So, right. you know, a lot of times I, I was really, 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 really on a lot of like Forex traders' backs, right? Because I spoke about 60 20, 20. I spoke about having a plan protecting your assets. Mm-hmm. People were going straight to investments. And you could see that there was already five steps before that. Right. <laughs> so you probably shouldn't just invest off right. jump. But I want people to, to you know, you, you're going to have to learn. Mm-hmm. And they, they, some of them learned a really hard way. Some of them lost money. Yeah. Um, but I don't want that. I'm trying to show everybody these are the right steps. This is how you get it done. And then you can invest and invest comfortably. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to take out of their investments. True. That's how you lose. So. Right. So what about like... Um students in school that like have such a busy schedule that they can't even work for them to you know make money while they're you know in school like what is the best way um for them to you know try and and you know grow their wealth um even with having parents that really can't give them as much you know all the time you know like those difficult those difficult it's really really situations yeah because I worked in college because I wanted to, because I wanted to have the money. Right. Right. Um, but I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. Um, I probably looking back, probably shouldn't have recommended it for myself. Mm. Um, I would, you know, people got to 
tap into like skills. So I remember one of the girls on campus, she used to braid everybody's hair. Mm. Somebody still got to get their hair done. Right. Barbers, you know, like they're, they're different things, skill sets that I think that people should definitely tap into and try and see if it's advantageous for them, if it's going to bring them a profit. You maybe, you maybe make $10, but that's 10 more dollars that you can potentially save or you have just right. in general. Um, in regards to investments, right, in college, man, I really, I wouldn't, it's not to say I wouldn't advise it, but you got to just know what the hell you're doing and have a really good plan. Yeah. Because if you say you want to start investing your sophomore year, what are your returns looking like that next year and into your senior year? Because mm-hmm. if not, then you have a loss of your return. Like, you, you're not bringing back a good profit. Right. Um, so, oh, man, in college, I wouldn't necessarily recommend investing. I would recommend having a good financial plan. I would recommend saving a lot of your money. Mm-hmm. I would recommend looking into a side hustle, getting a job if you do have the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in college, the main purpose for you, regardless of everything, is that you need to be in school. You need to be focusing on what's most important to you. So when you do get out, you have the opportunity to make more wealth. Because in college, what you going to make? Ten, fifteen dollars mm-hmm. Maybe a party promoter. You get paid every big party. Right. Something like that. But... Focus on schooling, and schooling will then put you in a position that you can make as much money as you need to. One of my guys, I was talking to him the other day, he hated the amount of work he had to do in college. He did more work than anybody I knew. Mm. He worked a lot. A lot. Mm. Um, But he's making $100,000 out of college now. He has a Porsche. It's worth it. It's worth it. He has a Porsche and a home. Wow. 25. That's a mood. Huge mood. But he worked a lot in college. Yeah. And he applied himself. And that's not the case for everybody, mm-hmm. but he knew what he wanted. And now I'm working with him to kind of keep building on his finances because... He had a plan. He had a plan. He had a plan. He knew what he wanted from jump, so... Uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, What other question did I have? I can't remember. It slipped my mind because that caught me off guard. No, it's okay. Yeah, no. You, you let me know because I, I talk about anything. I mean, let me money, know. Money is, money is hard, man. Money yeah. is... Money is... Into this year, right? Money is going to be interesting because, you know, around every 10 or 15 years or so, in just a capitalist society, you have to have a low point. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a point of either potential recession or just some sort of decline of market. Mm-hmm. Um... And luckily, we made it out the last 10 years without it, yeah. you know, 2010 to, uh, to 2009, I mean, to 2019. But the last recession that we felt was 2009, mm-hmm. and a lot of people's parents lost jobs, right. you know, lost homes. It was foreclosure, especially, like, on Long Island was rampant, right. so people couldn't afford to live anymore. So, that time is approaching again. again. And I'm just in this position that... I'm telling everybody that's black, you know, I'll say 20%. I'll be like, I need you to save 30. Why? Because you know 10% of that money got to go to Cousin Ray Ray. True. Or like Auntie M that needs money to pay her bills because she doesn't have it anymore. Right. Um, And that's where that talking of community and that collectiveness comes in. Because for a lot of my clients that are young, they get out of school, they're making more money sometimes more than their parents, and they have to give back to their parents and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um. And it just shows that, you know, money is, is a thing. It's a damn thing. It could be real good or it could be real bad. Real, real bad. And yeah. I don't, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, money doesn't bring you happiness. It doesn't. But what does money bring? It brings comfort. It brings access. Yeah. It brings opportunity. You kind of can't pass up on that. I want to be right. comfortable knowing I got enough money in my account. Right. I want to be knowing that I have money so I can go and take a ceramics class whenever I want. And then the opportunity is that, you know, now that you've been afforded you, money could put you in the right community. Mm -hmm. It could get you in front of the right people. And then, you know. The rest is it. That's honestly like how I feel. Um, Because I know I want to make it. You know, I mean, we all do. We all want to make it. Um, And it's just like sometimes, you know, it. It it really is a is a struggle, you know, especially as a student as well. Mm-hmm. I would like to work, but knowing my schedule, I I would focus on working, making money instead of my classes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, kind of, you know, you got to know the checks and balances. Checks and, and balances, okay. <laughs> and and it's just like, I don't want to, I, 
I don't want to be uncomfortable. No. At all. So it's just like, and I know a lot of listeners are like in that same boat and we just. I think the hardest thing for a lot of us is that we are now at that age that we know what that uncomfortability feels like. Mm-hmm. Our, like because it's all on ourselves. And I think a lot of the times people may have faced it or dealt with it, but they experienced it seeing it in their parents or seeing it in their grandparents of when they didn't have enough money. I saw a tweet. It was like the earliest introduction that a lot of us had into class, which you know obviously deals with money mm-hmm. or just access to wealth. Um, it's like the Scholastic Book Fair. Right. Yeah, like... Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes! You knew when people was not getting the books they wanted. And you That's definitely true. knew when everybody had the little Dragon Ball Z color uh-huh. magazines that could go flip page to page. Because that the, was me. Yeah. If you had the book, or some kids would just get the pencil the eraser. Pencil, pencil eraser, or the poster, or something. Yeah. They couldn't get the books. Wow. Um, And, you know, for a lot of us, you know, we don't want to be like that. We want to make sure our kids have the opportunities. Yeah. And... I think that's the hardest thing for me as an advisor. I would say the hardest thing because if I told you, Ezra, this is wealth. Mm-hmm. This is how you're going to build it. What you going to do? Drink it. Exactly. You're going to take it. You're going to be like, this is what I want to do. Right. I have shown this exact thing mm-hmm. to many people. Man, I'm just not trying to do that right now. What? Man. Yes. Wow. Uh, man, uh, it costs money to build money. money People yes. have to either put their money into some sort of investment or mm-hmm. something like that. They'll be like, "Man, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to do that. Can we hold? Can we like? Uh, you know, I'm gonna take the risk. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do this. Uh, it's just not the right time. And sometimes you know, think people have things going on in their family, right. so True. on and so forth. Fine. True. But if somebody is telling you and showing you the way to become wealthier and you choose opposite. Right. What can you what can you do? Cause you 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 led the horse to the water. Can't make a drink. <laughs> Absolutely. Cannot make a drink. And that's the thing, people will and for I think one of the hardest things uh, what I'm dealing with personally right now, that my, I work with a team, um, Angelica, she works with me, she's my director of investments and planning, right. and she has really spoken to me recently about the idea of, and the necessity of execution, because we could talk, we can tweet it, we can tell everybody this is going to happen, Absolutely. but you actually got to do it, you right. got to put a plan into place, and you got to do it, and right. if you don't do it, it's all, it's all for what? And it's hard because you start off saying, I'm going to do it. This is really, really it's like, fuck height. it. Yeah. Right? I'm going to get it done. Yeah. Then you face the reality of it. Right. Success comes on the other side of that pendulum where you have to actually work for it. Right. And work your ass off. And then you see the fruits of your labor. I was talking to my mother um, the last episode. We were talking about um, how, you know, our generation, the microwave generation. And Pop it in. Take it off. Exactly. Instant gratification. Exactly, and a lot of people will are gonna realize and have a rude awakening that that's not it. It's a lot of talk. A lot of talk, and I've I've come to the realization that I want to make it, and I know it's not gonna take. It's not gonna take twelve hours of sleep. No. There's gonna be a lot of sleepless nights. A lot of sleepless nights. A lot of times that you work it endlessly. A lot of times that like. Man, in in this business, when you work with money and you dealing with people, mm-hmm. it's hard. And yeah. you just, I I've grinded sometimes, just grinding just to make sure everybody's stuff is correct, making sure people are in a good place. Mm-hmm. Because out of my ninety four clients, I know every single one of them is going to be in a better place, mm-hmm. regardless of anything. If something happens to me or something happens to them, they're going to be in a better place. So again, here's this here's this sort of agreement I say I put in people's place that. This is of only betterment for you. Mm-hmm. This is only going to service you because at the end of the day, I could walk out the door and I'm already set. This is not about me. Mm-hmm. This is about you. Right. And people need to put pride. They need to put anything else aside. Because fear. I think fear. Fear is a big thing. Fear is huge. Let's fear talk about that huge. after. Yeah. Fear is huge. No, fuck it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Fear now. is huge. One of my favorite um, quotes is Nina Simone. She says, like, what would my life have looked like if I lived with no fear. If I lived, she's like, if I would have lived half of my life with no fear. Mm. Fear to like, you know, just just go out there and do it. Fear like to cross the street. Like, 
and not know that, you know, it's something in history now, but you still got to walk. Right. Because you don't know what's on the other side. Right. And in my industry, right, I want to be the top advisor for my year and a potential one of the top advisors. There's steps. I want to be the top advisors in the company, mm-hmm. right? And there's a certain platform. It's called Forum. It's the highest level you can reach in the company. Mm-hmm. I would have been the second black woman to do it, and I will do it. Yeah. Why? Because I know I have the resources. I have the people. I know what's necessary. Yeah. You don't think I deal with fear? I think people at times, they think that we don't deal with fear. It's fearsome to have some of these conversations it's with scary. people. It's scary. I got to tell you what you, like, think about it. I got to tell you what's best for you. People are like, I know what's best for me. And you're talking to people that, like, are in, like, their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. No. The majority of my clientele is less than the age of 32. Wow. Yes. My youngest client, I think, is like 20, 21. So you tell them basically classmates what to do. Yeah. <laughs> that, but, like... but that goes back to me in high school, me in college. Mm-hmm. If I told somebody, listen, and that comes with power. Power and understanding it and responsibility. Because I always felt that I knew I was great and I know that I was gifted. And the mm-hmm. fact that if I told somebody that the sky was blue, that they were like, they didn't need to look up. They knew I was in line. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have that same exact power and they abuse it. Right. So when you're dealing with money, it's I'm saying this is what you need to do. And for a company like my own and also just me as a person, I have to do everything in the best benefit of the client. Mm. This is in your best benefit and you need to do it. Why? Because at the end of the day, 10 years from now, you're going to regret not making that decision. Right. When you got kids, when you get sick, when somebody passes away. Think about it. How many GoFundMes have we seen in our lifetime? I just saw one the other day. Saw one on Twitter the other day. Broke right. my heart. Because yeah. I'm saying to myself, I could have had a conversation with that person. Right. You know, rest in peace. I, I wish the best for their family. But I would have said I would have wanted to have that conversation. Right. Because people need to have the conversations with people about their money, making sure everything's in place. So, God forbid anything happens, we're good. Think about it. David Stern, rest in peace today. Just passed away. God forbid if he had to get a GoFundMe. A whole commissioner of a league. A national league. But I bet you he had multiple financial advisors. Guaranteed. Multiple. Guaranteed. Because at the end of the day, you going to tell me that white people don't got their money together? You don't have to whisper. We... You, you don't tell me that white people don't got their... That's true. You don't true. tell me that white people don't have advisors, don't have lawyers, CPAs, mm-hmm. people that are handling all, all facets Accountants, of their money. Accountants, doing uh, taxes, yes. Everybody. And that's I'm in that position right now that I met with my CPA the other day and she's like, we need to find more tax efficient ways to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm now a homeowner. I have to start thinking of congratulations by the way thank you mm-hmm. I have to start thinking about things a lot differently and I want that for a lot of people but all I hope is that when I bring these things to people's table and stuff like that you know cause you we it's not very often I mean it does happen I'll go to somebody who's an advisor and say listen let me help you mm-hmm. right but people normally seek our services or seek our help right if somebody's coming to talk to you it's a divine intervention then. So you should probably listen. Because that's what like, people refer people. So like I'll be talking to a client, they'll refer me to somebody. Mm-hmm. If I'm calling you to make you wealthier, right. would you take the call? Yeah. Okay. Take the call, take the advice. A lot of times we're we said fearsome. Fear. We don't we, we don't really know what we want to do. Right. But when it comes to money, you can't play with it because it's gonna catch up. It's gonna right. catch up. You're going to start to see that hierarchy. I'm 24 right now. I don't think any of my friends are making as much money as I am. No. Not at all. People in upcoming classes, like, in classes above me are probably not making as much money as I am. Right. Because you become, an, you when you handle your shit, mm-hmm. you start to push into higher percentiles in your age, in your race, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it's not about me. I don't want myself to be wealthy. It's right. my job to make you wealthy. Everybody that we know from Westbury High School wealthy, all mm-hmm. my friends at University of Buffalo, I don't care. It's a responsibility. It's a collective responsibility. Right. Everybody. It's not about one person becoming wealthy and then they're the shining star. Black people as a whole, everybody I know, if I can help them, I'm going to try and pull them to that level. Everyone eats, B. Everybody eats. That's word. And I think it. the fear, fear is just such a huge thing because it's just like... Like you said, like you have you have the the proper tools, and they're just like, uh, do you think that in their mind they're just like they don't want 
to they don't want to lose the money that they already have to make it bigger or it's like they are they sort of they're blinded to what will happen in the future i think it's both uh-huh. you know and it's good that you brought that up because i think both of them are very relevant so we speak about generational wealth generationally if your parents don't have the best spending habits mm-hmm. not really you know the best at you know maintaining or keeping money in you maybe had some hard times growing up right. you only learn from that unless you sought other because mm-hmm. that's what you were exposed to or it could be on the other end where your parents were good at handling their money. They knew what to do. They were showing you different things. They stressed the importance of budgeting. They told you not to spend this much money on this and that. Whose life is most likely going to be a bit more better off? Right. And that's that's what a lot of white people they have. They have those people that are telling them stuff. So for in our communities, we're dealing with People maybe don't know the information, are fearsome of it. They're like, I, I mean, my mom never did that. You know, my mom told me that I don't need to do that. I don't need to get this life insurance policy until I'm like 35 and I have kids. Or mm-hmm. I don't need to do that and da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, or I don't need to invest in a home because, you know, I'm going to just live in an apartment and da-da-da in the time. And all of those are options that people can take. Right. But I, I, I always think of it that, like, we're in a new decade. At the end of this decade, I will be 35 years old. Mm-hmm. At the end of this decade, how old will you be? I'll be 32. 32, yeah. right? What you want by 32? What I want? Oh, man. Tell me three three good things that you know you want. I definitely want a, at least, at least a five, you know, room house. Mm-hmm. Five room house. Um, an Emmy Award. <laughs> um, and... Just, you know, the sense of um, just having my family together. Mm. That's what I want. So, if I'm inside, I'm going to put those three things, let's say on the back of my phone, a vision board, something. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to get there. You're not going to... You could. I'm not going to take that back. You mm-hmm. could get there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You could get there two weeks from now. Right. With a plan, you definitely could. Absolutely. So, if those are things that are important to you, you have to start planning for it right now. Right. In 10 years, you want to own a home, you want to be solid, you want to be good, have a good family, you want to have an Emmy, you better start acting. <laughs> yeah. All right? You better start saving some money for a home or looking to see, well, if you're in college, all right, what's the best job that I can maybe potentially get out of college? Or maybe if you go the entrepreneurial route, how can I make sure that I'm, you know, making sure and exceeding all of my expenses with the, my income? Mm-hmm. And then with your family, listen, just when it's time to wrap up, wrap up. When it's not, don't. Oh, man. But, and it's just everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody got to go to therapy. Very true. Everybody got to go to therapy. Everybody. Very true. Yeah. That's true. Family therapy, so. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a whole episode within itself. Listen, I can talk about mental health. That's my other area. Hey, we could, when, when's the next time you're free? I, I, I live here now, uh, so, yeah, so we, we you good. let me know. Good. Whenever uh, you go back to school. I'll go back next week so we can talk about yeah. that. When it, We keep talking about planning. I know for me, personally, I suck at planning. Um, I'm one of the people who are, who is um, very spontaneous, um, if I say it, you're I'm, a Gemini, right? Uh, Sagittarius. Sagittarius, my bad. So it's like whenever yeah, I think saying, about you're something, you're definitely born in December. I don't know why you said that. Yeah, nah. Uh, whatever, like I, I think about something, it's just like, nah, I want to do it. But then sometimes I get hesitant when things have to be put on paper. I know I'm not the only one like that. Yeah, some people think like that. Yeah, so it's like, but I'm trying to fix that because I know if you don't have a plan, if nothing's on paper, it's useless. I'm gonna tell you one of the one of the things that I've learned that works is that manifestation is a is a very very real thing. Mm-hmm. You write it down, you say it in your head multiple times, it it'll come true. Mm-hmm. You can write it down. You can it it will come true. Right. But the part of manifestation that is is difficult is that outside of manifesting it, you got to do the work for it. Right. So. Putting it down on paper is just, I think that writing and reading are the, are the two two proponents that, that free anybody. 
Because if you read it, most likely you're intaking in this information that's just making you better. Mm -hmm. If you write it, you're letting it out and saying, this is what it is. Right. Because you can think all the thoughts you have in your head all the time. But if you put it on paper, you can look back and say, I wrote this. I said that. That's why I think journaling is so good. Absolutely. Because if you're writing it down, I want to make this amount of income. Mm -hmm. And you tell yourself that. You let the thought out. You wrote it out. You spoke it. Yeah. Now you know it's on paper. You could draw, let's say, I want to, I want to own a home. You could draw a line down and say, what do I need to, what do I need to do to get it? Mm-hmm. Simple. Who, what, where, when, why? Right. How do I need to get it? I need to save more money. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to talk to a real estate agent. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Planning is key. Mm-hmm. I don't think my life would be where it would be without me writing stuff down and also just now that I'm an advisor just having a financial plan the plan will tell you you will be debt free in three years if you pay this amount do it right just (laughs) do it just simply just do it simply do the action do the action stop talking and just do it I I think that as an advisor I've definitely turned into like a bit of a therapist Mm. And Which is good though. Yeah, because you, you gotta have difficult conversations. Yeah. You gotta make things aware to people. You gotta like I'll tell people sometimes like it's hard, but I'll be like Bro, you just don't got it. Mm. Like you, you wanna have a kid. The hardest thing is for people when they wanna have kids. Uh-huh. Cause kids they are financial contributions, they are financial dependents mm-hmm. until the age of eighteen. So for eighteen years, unless the child goes up for adoption, you have to give the majority of your money to the child for yourself. Right. And a lot of parents feel it. They, you know, they, they lost a bit of their lives because they gave it to their kids. Cool. But now their kids are in a better place. Right. So people tell me they want to have kids that, you know, they're going to put it in the works and stuff like that. And I'm like, did you start to save for your child? Right. Because you got to think about diapers, college, different that. Like, mm-hmm. why start when the child is born if you can start ahead? Very true. Especially if you're planning. Planning for it. Quote, unquote. If you planning for it, if you planning that... On Tuesday night, nobody wants a Virgo. So do it in late <laughs> January, February, so you can get a Libra. Mm. Um, but, man, just... The therapy part of it is, you know, having the good conver- the bad conversations, but I love the good conversations. The... Huh. In three months, hmm, you'll be done with your student loan debt. Hmm. Think about all those kids, those guys in Morehouse. Right. Think about how much access they have now. Because they ain't got to pay back no goddamn loans. Yeah, that's a bright future. Yeah. If they do it right. Credit score. Right. Absolutely. That's another thing that we could talk about, too. Credit. Credit is, credit is, credit is fun and it's hard. Right. So, there are a lot of things, but credit is, is... it's not the basis of everything. I think sometimes people think that money, when it comes to like access and different things that we credit, mm-hmm. credit is important in regards to paying back less interest and just having access to things. Mm-hmm. So it does have substantial value, but it's not just as important as I would say other areas that can help you potentially grow. Mm-hmm. But your credit is your, I would say you're like, it's like your financial grade book. Right. So it's like, you got this car. You rent. You're not. You have a mortgage at this house. Mm-hmm. You have this amount in student loans. This is the overall number where you land on that scale. Mm-hmm. Now, some people they don't know about credit. Sometimes people, their parents will take out things in their in their, in their name, name and stuff like that, and that decreases their credit. Or it could be the opposite that you know parents are taking out stuff in their child's name, paying it off, paying it off, and it raises their credit. Right, helps them out too. So the higher your credit, the better off. The lower your credit, it's not that you're not better off. It's just I don't difficult. think. I don't think that yeah, you're not reflective of your credit score, but it is more difficult. So for example, Mercedes Benz. Let's say you were renting a Mercedes. Benz. Like not renting, you were leasing Mercedes Benz. Let's say that the average car payment, uh, good credit score is probably around three hundred fifty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Not bad. If your credit score is like probably less than six hundred, five hundred, looking in the fours, that payment could be looking at six hundred, seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And if you think about it, over time you're paying back more money than you could have saved. Right. Um. So credit. You know, credit is between you getting a good home or you yeah. getting a damn good home. Right. Also, I think it depends on the person on what type of lifestyle that they want. Like mm-hmm. the um, 
because a lot of people really don't know like the slow, the fast, what the medium and the fast lifestyle. Yeah. Um, could you go a little bit in further into that if you can? Yeah. So, medium and fast meaning like in regards to like proximity where somebody lives or like just in general. Yeah, in general. So. Some people like it real simple. Some people want a little home in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. They mind my business. They send their kids to school, so on and so forth. We're not those type of people. No. We want a nice home, a real nice home. Potentially, I would like properties in different cities. Right. I would like to make sure that I have multiple cars, that you know, I have different investments, I have different, different sort of routes of, of money making. Yeah. For people that want in a bit slower pace... Those are very simple. Let's do this, do that, so on and so forth. Cool, fine, bye. Mm-hmm. Those people that want to live these lavish lives. Do you think about think about Drake, for example? He has this huge home in Toronto. That just, he just got. Yeah. Yeah. And he just moved into it, just got custom to it, so on and so forth. It was like two weeks ago or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So imagine the amount of planning that he had to probably put in place to get that home. Right. But he lived a fast life before. He was working. He was on the road. He's touring. He's making music. He's do. That's the lifestyle that he chose, and those are all the fruits of his labor. Yeah. So for people that maybe don't want the fast route, they completely fine with just getting a good job with the postal service, getting the state job, making their money, paying their bills, fine. They're good. Comfortability is key. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born to just be comfortable. <laughs> Not I was. I was. Sometimes I want to have real hard days, and some days I want to be shining. Like yeah. I was today. Today I went to Apple. I got, not Apple, I went to the Verizon store. I got an iPad. I got this new Apple Watch and I got a new iPhone. Tough. But I've been working. Right. I held a good brunch. <laughs> you know, people were drinking. Yo, let me tell y'all. Yo, Deidre had one of the best brunches that I've ever been to in my life. I don't think some people even got to eat. Like, for real, they was mad. The food was gone, like, within less than 30 minutes. When I tell you, when is the next one? Uh, Angelica is gonna kick my booty. Um, but I'm gonna say the next one is over the summer. Okay, so cool, cool. Y'all cool. gonna get a summer. This is I want y'all to look good over the summer. Cause in my events you can't every. If, I don't know if you know, everybody in there look good. Yeah, no, it's that was a, it was a great, good, great, good looking people. Yeah, great, great outfits. DJs. Absolutely, everything was just of caliber, which is me. So. I'm gonna do the soul holidays. The episode there too. That yeah, would be dope. Yeah, if you recorded some shit there, man. That was crazy. <laughs> I didn't have no time to record. I looked at my phone. I was like, I didn't take one picture. But that's the those moments like that are very good though. Yeah, and I gotta do it again. Every's gonna be every annual. Annual every... soul holidays. And... Yep. Oh, I don't even know what you're going to name it for the summer, but that's Oh, the summer, I, I got something. I got something. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to call it Summer Madness, because cooling the Gang, Summer Madness. Mm-hmm. My, Absolutely. And as people think Summer Madness is people jumping off the walls, I'm like, no, no it's like a real cool, it was cool calm. mellow feel, yeah. but it's like, you know, you feel like the heat, like, I think of Summer Madness, you feel the heat in the evening, the sun is setting, you're out and drinking some wine coolers with right. the company, and for some reason, you're all in all white. Right. Just that's, cooling. That's, that's something that one. That's something mad. Now, if people are, you know, in the, in the space, mm-hmm. you know, throwing a little ass, you know, that's cool too. Understood. Understood. Just gonna get the job done, but I I have the access to do that because I handle my goddamn business. Right. <laughs> I pay my bills. I did all that sort of stuff. That's very true. Um, because I know you gotta go too. But like, as as we close out these few minutes, what what can you tell the people like the in the 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 best way on like how to get started on, you know, really saving their money so they could, you know, build a better future for themselves and for their families. The first step I'll always advise is you need people to look in the mirror. People mm-hmm. got to be real, real realistic with themselves. Mm-hmm. Am I handling my money in the best ways possible? Because we know we're making that purchase that damn, it's about to put our account in. We're going to have to make $20 stretch for three weeks. Right. That's, uh, not, that's If you got to think like that when you buy something, you then can't. don't If you can't it. buy it twice, don't, don't do buy it. it. Don't buy it twice. If you can't buy it twice, don't buy it. If you can't, you have to put it on credit and you can't pay it off immediately, don't buy it don't either. Don't do it, no. Yeah, credit, credit cards are, you know, a lot of people, they, uh, companies, they'll scam a lot of, or not scam, I call it a scam, fuck it. They'll get a lot of college students to start getting these credit cards mm-hmm. and 
can't pay it back. That affects your, your credit. When you get out of school, you know, you want to get a job. Or you want to get an apartment and you can't do something. Right. You want to get a car. Like, and you already got student loans. Right. So, yeah. Um, my mother, she even, she said, like, hey, I have your credit card. I'm keeping it. Yeah. Hasn't touched You it. don't need it. Yeah, no. You don't need it. No. You'll need it eventually to maybe, you know, potentially get some travel points and stuff like that. You don't need it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. What are some other tidbits I would advise everybody? Well, you got to be real realistic about your money. Your money management is key. It makes your life a lot easier. And it's hard. It's, I, I really wanted these dress shoes. Mm. They're eight and a half, like, welted leather shoes. Mm. I really wanted them. Mm. Really, really good shoes. On um one of my, my shoe designers. I'll send you his page. Gotcha. But I knew that I had to potentially, you know, put money in other places. Mm-hmm. Guess who got me responsible? I couldn't get them shoes. Right. That's okay. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. I'm going to get them eventually. And if right. not, you know, I know I know how to get them. Right. So, all I ask is just money management is key. Make sure you got all your ducks in a row. Ducks in a row is making sure you're managing your money. You're paying down your debt. Mm-hmm. This means making a little interest payments. Are paying. Don't let anything fall into delinquency. Don't let anybody, any bill collectors come knocking at your dough. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs that. Um... Make sure that you're using your skill set to potentially see if you can make a profit. Not everything. I'm not a rapper. I don't think that I should rap. <laughs> can I drop a couple rhymes if I needed to? Yeah, but do I need to monetize it? No. But if you have a skill that you know you can monetize on, mm-hmm. take Just it as an it. option. Try it. Don't right. live in fear. Um, and you can also build your craft while you're doing that. And it can really make you build your business. Entrepreneurship is key in 2020 as yes, well. Make sure that, you, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like owning your own business or potentially starting something for yourself is not, right. a, is not a bad idea either. Just make sure you're taking the necessary legal routes to do so. True. That means you're getting an LLC. Mm-hmm. That means that you're making sure that you have a trademark name, that you have trademarked icons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are issues I wouldn't want anybody to run into later on. Um, and lastly, before you get to a point that you're investing, because investing, you can start investing wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you, you have a plan for whatever you want to do. If you say you want to save $3,000 by next year, plan it out. Split it up. 3000 divided by... 12 months, how much is this? One, two, three, four. This is how much you need to save every month, mm-hmm. right? And make sure that you, you're you good and that your family's good in ways that you can't see. So I always, I'm a big advocate for all insurance. Health insurance. If not, when you break your leg, guess we've got to pay for that ambulance bill. Mm-hmm. Car insurance. Because I got into a car accident two weeks ago. No, it was about a month ago. I got into a rental the same exact day. Mm-hmm. Rental was nice to my own car. I didn't want to get a rental back. <laughs> um, I would definitely advise uh, renter's insurance or homeowner's insurance because all of this stuff, I would never want you to lose it. Right. Uh, definitely disability income insurance for anybody our age because we're at an age that we're more likely to become disabled and differently abled just living, you know. You right. may get hit by a car, you may break your leg. Yeah, very true. Or you could, God forbid, get cancer. Yeah. And what happens if you're out of work? Right. You can't bring any money. And then God forbid if it's catastrophic, definitely some life insurance. But life insurance is also really, really beneficial because you can build money off of permanent life insurance. Yes. It accrues value over time. Most yeah. people don't know that. Or you just have, you know, just term or both or just make sure your family's good later on. Yeah, very true. Because I think I, I have term. No, I have both. I have both with... New York, so yeah. Somehow, some way, you gotta get it. Get it. Gotta get it. Make sure you're good and don't have to worry about it. And then, for any investments, just make sure that whatever you're investing in, regardless of the risk level, that you are going to see a good rate of return and a good profit. That's it. If you put in three hundred dollars, some days you have some bad days in the market, but if you're in a position that you put in three hundred dollars and you know you could potentially see a hundred more. I'm not I'm not gonna tell you to not do it. Just make sure you're doing it wisely. Right. Very true. Anything to the Forex guys? Uh Forex guys out there. Two twenty five, uh, save your life. life. Nah. <laughs> well, I for I had two things for Forex people. Y'all gotta stop talking down on people that have regular jobs. Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, people gonna make money whatever ways they can. You can't shame people for doing what they do. Very true. Right? You gotta let people enjoy things. Right. On the other end, 
right? Y'all ain't got no goddamn savings principles. So I, I see a lot of people telling people to invest and stuff like that. But I'll ask somebody, how much do you have in your savings account? Right. Do you have anything to protect your assets? Because we could talk investments all day. I prefer not to talk a lot of investments. Why? Because it's a very tricky and detailed conversation. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Right. ETFs. Uh, and it's a lot of things that you could really lose, especially if like if it's one of those bad days or whatever in, in that time frame. Oh my and that's goodness. why people and that's why people go with forex because forex you know it's a foreign index market where you're just moving basically off of just currencies mm-hmm. so you're not going to see a large amount of loss yeah do I think that people that are in forex should just get a license and then get work for like either get a series seven or something like that and then work on Wall Street and do day trading yeah but if that's the route they want to take just know it's going to take more, more money to build more money right. So don't shame nobody just because they want to sit and get a salary job and make their little $15 an hour. Make them $15 an hour. Because yeah. you never know when you may end up manager. It will reap. It will reap. It will reap. Um, but no, thank you a lot, Deji, because this, this episode I always wanted to do with you. For real, for We could do a part two because money, the money never ends. So Absolutely. It will never stop. Because, you know, whatever people, if people have questions, if people want to know stuff, I think that's really good. So next time we have a conversation, people want to come with questions, they want to talk, I'll come down to Virginia. Absolutely. Oh, no, we could, we could. Yeah, we I'll could, come down there. We, we can sit and talk. Where y'all, y'all, where y'all at again? Like, Petersburg. Oh. We need a bird. Oof. 804. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll see. We're not too far, though. No, that's not. How many um, hours? Uh, like six and a half. China okay. Bus. That's, yeah, not, that's, not, that's bad. not bad at all. Mm-mm. Not bad at all. Um, but if you have like one last thing to say to the people, regardless of his money, you know, for the new year, best wishes, mm-hmm. let me know. So it's an affirmation that I, I want to just bestow on everybody because execution, I'm going to keep talking about it. It's the most important thing, mm-hmm. but how badly do you want it and how much work are you willing to put in to get it done? True. Because at the end of the day, we'll all say that we want a lot of things. I want to do this. It's 2020. You, you, you see it on Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. What do you need to do? How are you going to do it? How hard do you want to do it? Because mm-hmm. you got you you, to ride this, this thing till the wheels fall off. We only got one life. Right. Do what you got to do. Have fun and do what you want. Right. Do handle your needs before your wants, and then we can have a whole lot of fun. But, you know, I think that everything that is promised to us will come if we just put the work in. Very true. Yeah. How to get people to contact you? Oh, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at the T H E Afrocentric A F R O C E N T I. T R I C O N E. Yeah. I've never had to spell it out. This is the first time ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could also just, you know, hit me up on Facebook. My name is, is Deidre Goldborn. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. You know, a lot of people are always looking for internships, opportunities, access, information. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Use me as a resource. I've always been that for people. I'm a big access service person. Let me help. So yeah. Thanks a lot, Deidre. Anytime, man. More life, y'all. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's get this money. Stop talking. Actually do the work. Put the work in. And let's have a great year. See y'all next time. Peace.